You are listening to the Faithful Fanatic Podcast, now part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, which officially launched on September 1st. I'm your host, Nick Newman, better known as Niner Nick of all 49ers Sports Illustrated. You can follow me on Twitter at NinerNick underscore 22 and the Pigskin Podcast Network at PigskinPodNet. The Faithful Fanatic is a San Francisco-based podcast providing a unique listening experience for 49er fans across the globe. For today's show, we have the return of Grant Cohn, and there is not a 49ers beat writer whose stock is rising higher than Grant. He's up to 36,000 YouTube subscribers and 32.6 million views on YouTube. Grant, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That was the the nicest intro I've ever had. Thank you very much. It's great to be on with you as always. <laughs> All right. So the plan for today, what Grant and I are going to do is just recap the 49ers 53-man roster, the cuts the team made, as well as discuss if Trey Lance ever had a fair chance to win the starting job. That is something that Grant brought up, a point Grant brought up over the course of the week. So we're going to dive into that as well. And let's take a look at this 53-man roster. So the team opted to keep two quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. They cut Nate Sudfeld. However, he was brought back on the practice squad. And this seems like a great time to open up the Trey Lance discussion. So Grant, why don't you touch on your point that you made about Lance not having an equal opportunity to win the starting job? Yeah. And the way I look at it is, I mean, the Kyle said it, they made it real clear. Um, coming into camp, I think we all expected there was going to be a competition. And on day one, Kyle's like, no, absolutely not. Uh, Jimmy's our starting quarterback. Jimmy's taking all the first team reps. It was never going to be a competition. This is the way it is. And um, what happened was, so he did, he made up his mind, not ready. Uh, we, we like this guy, but he's not ready. But what happened was Jimmy just th- threw like an interception today. He really didn't play well. He played, he was much better in camp last year, much better. So he got to like interception seven, eight. And then finally um, they started giving Trey Lance reps with the starters late though. I mean, late in camp, pretty much in Costa Mesa with that joint practice with the Chargers. And by then it was kind of too late. Um, and in preseason games, when he played with the start, like the, the finally in in the in the uh, rehearsal game against the Raiders, he handed off like ninety five percent of the time. And then when he did throw, he was playing with the backups, and that's when he got hurt. So I, it seems to me, um, well, I have a lot of theories about this, but it was it's been reported by a lot of people: Mike Silver, Adam Schefter, uh, Mike Lombardi, that Kyle Shanahan's preferred choice was Mac Jones. And you know what? He might be right. I mean, Mac Jones looks phenomenal so far. He does. He looks he really looks good. His weight. Yeah. I mean, you liked him too. He looks phenomenal oh, so far. I did. Yeah. I had the article that I wrote that if the 49ers stayed at 12, I liked yeah. Mac Jones as the pick and he ended up going 15. So maybe you were able to trade down a couple spots. It seems like with Jimmy Garoppolo, they had the luxury to select a quarterback where maybe you weren't going to get that immediate impact in 2021, but they're drafting for a head. And that's where... It gets me because when you look at Trey Lance, if he reaches his ceiling, he's going to be so much better than Mac Jones. He okay. has all the physical everything. traits. He has everything. He has everything. everything. It's just Total a package. matter of getting yeah. it, putting it all together. And if he does that, he's going to be that next level Patrick Agreed. Mahomes like quarterback. Uh, or, or better. I mean, the thing about Trey or Lance better. that like, it, it's kind of dizzying is like, 
Yeah, he's got all that throwing ability plus the ability to run the zone read like Lamar Jackson, but bigger. Like he really, if you think about it, you know, remember when uh, Ron Jaworski kind of got ahead of himself and said that Colin Kaepernick could be the greatest quarterback of all time? That's how I feel about Trey Lance. Like he does, he is the total package. But of course, that doesn't mean he'll be great. It doesn't even mean he'll be good. He could be Mm -hmm. bad. What's cool about football is like, even with a player like that, he needs coaching coaches matter he needs a good environment and of course he has the right system he has good players around him but uh coaching's more than that and i'm curious to see like what the, what kyle and rich gangarello can do i'm not saying that they, they can't develop them but this is their first big project jimmy really wasn't um not at half all. the talent that this kid is so let's see what they can do i mean they did i mean kyle did okay with robert griffin the third before he got hurt there's there's promise here there's there's hope a ton of promise definitely and Looking at what the 49ers gave up to get Trey Lance to move up to get him, it's a lot. So you would think that he should be looked at as a guy that has equal opportunity to win the job. And you just look at throughout camp, throughout the preseason games, and this is something that you've been nailing over and over and over, is that Kyle Shanahan did not put Trey Lance in a position to look like the better quarterback. And that's what's so maddening to me as well, because if you took – just a random fan and took out all emotions and you had them watch the preseason games of all five quarterbacks, the first round quarterbacks, a high percentage of them would say Trey Lance was the fifth one. The that's fifth, fair. The that's one a that, fair thing don't to say. Don't you think that's fair? I think yes. that's pretty fair too. And it's, yes. it's not because Trey Lance isn't as yeah. good as the other ones. It's because of the yeah. position that he was consistently put in. And that's something right. I've been thinking a lot about. And there was a ton of Mac Jones talk. Well, of course, now because Cam Newton has been released, Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. And he was getting praise about throwing his receivers open. All the things that he did at Alabama are translating to the NFL. But something that is just so maddening to me, and again, you were nailing this, is that Kyle Shanahan did not put Trey Lance in a position to look like the Trey Lance that everyone saw at North Dakota State, the Trey Lance that everybody saw leading up to the draft. That He went third overall for crying out loud. It's like... If and the question is why. Shot, yeah, yeah. And if why. he had a fair shot to win the starting job, make this kid look good. Have him roll out the pocket. Have him utilize his legs. It's They were holding him back. And at times I was like, he left a lot to be desired because of the situation of that he was put in. No Just, doubt. It was, it was Kaepernick-like on some of those passes where the receivers within 10 yards, even close, he's just firing passes. In the Chargers game, there was a couple passes like that. So you see that he's still a raw talent, but everybody knew that. Everybody knew that he wasn't going to come in as a completely polished passer. The potential is all right there, but Kyle Shanahan, why aren't you making your third overall pick look good? He accentuated his weaknesses. And then, well, I think that, I mean, it's it's not just that he kept him in the pocket because that's always going to make him look, you know, inexperienced. It's that he played mm-hmm. him so much with the backups in the yeah. preseason. And we knew that was a health hazard. And we said, look, hey, you're going to play him behind all these backup offensive linemen who aren't even going to make the team, like do something to help him get him out of the pocket. Didn't got hurt. That's an issue. I mean, he, he says he'll be back in, in seven days. We'll see about that. I don't know. The only thing here's, here's, a, here's where I read it. So Kyle wanted Mac Jones. I mean, it's been reported um, because he wants to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and Mac Jones is the most ready he was the of the quarterbacks in this draft. He was the most ready to run the offense that Kyle built for Jimmy. Period. He's right about that. And I think what happened is, I don't think anyone could have predicted the kind of backlash that they got. Like the the fan the fan base just straight up revolted. 
It would have been the most. Absolutely. I mean, it was nuts, right? And we were no, kind of stoking. Was, I was stoking if, the flames. If they would have taken <sighs> Mac Jones at three, at three, and that's why it's like, did it they been really bad. trade up? Did they really trade up to three with Kyle Shanahan? Really? Well, hold on, Mac real quick. Jones? Four days before the draft, he there was that pre-draft press conference that he came into, mm-hmm. and that someone said, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, be I know, really, I know really unpopular. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like someone said, like it would be really unpopular if you drafted Trey Lance. Like if you drafted Mac Jones, can you explain why it shouldn't be so unpopular? And he legitimately said, "Well, if you like the pick at twelve, you should like it at three. He said that yep. twice. I remember that very well. So so yep. Mac Jones most likely was his guy, okay? And because he wanted someone who could replace Jimmy now. And you know what? Kyle was right. The thing about Kyle is he's always right. But sometimes he he's right. But sometimes mm-hmm. you don't like you need you can be wrong, man. Like okay. You were right, but you got Trey Lance, and you know what? Make the best of it. He's a better prospect. You're gonna go farther if you're if you're a real offensive guru. Like you're gonna make this guy the greatest quarterback of all time. Or is Mac Jones just yep. a guy who could do kind of like what Matt Ryan did for you? Like aim higher. But but Kyle is a, and his dad, the Shanahan's, both of them are like the kind of guys who just stick to their guns. And I'm a little worried that Kyle's in this mode right now of I want to prove I'm right, and that's manifest itself in him not giving Trey a chance and kind of setting him up to look not ready so he can go back to everyone in the organization and be like see see now look at Mac in New England he looks great oh man because if it if it goes the other way and Trey looks great then there's 19 people in the organization looking at him like hey Kyle I told you I guess you don't know quarterbacks like you think you do. and it's private and it doesn't get out there but it's those 20 people all know that and mm-hmm. Kyle has a big ego. We all have big egos. I'm just saying he doesn't like to be wrong. He's proven himself right and kind of setting Trey up to make Kyle right. I don't like it. That's so Kyle, like it's like crazy fine. theory. You, you, and it makes sense. Okay, it, Kyle, you did your thing, but now you got the kid hurt. And here's the problem. Here's the problem with what Kyle's doing. Fine. You want to take you want to go hard on, on Trey Lance? Fine. Your alternative is Jimmy. And now what you've got yourself into is like now you're back with Jimmy. Trey's out. We don't know when Trey's coming back. He can come back week one or maybe not. How many games are you going to lose because you didn't give Trey a chance? Are you going to lose to Green Bay? Because maybe Trey could have beat Green Bay just by running the ball. Are you, are you, are you going to lose to Seattle and Arizona week three, week four, week five? Like, how hard, how far are you going to take this, Kyle? Because right now it's all posturing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, there's been no game. It's all posturing. But And you could probably beat Detroit and Philly however you want to play with, with whatever, you know? But this schedule gets real serious week three. What's going to happen, Kyle? Because I don't really feel like you've d- prepared either quarterback pr- uh, properly. And I'm curious to see what happens with this two-quarterback system when it gets serious. Absolutely. And do you think that Lance should have been named a starter? And a starter still hasn't been named. Shanahan's making these comments. You you should figure it Good out. Question. It's not that – what do you think? No, it's I want to get your take on it. It's going to be well, Garoppolo. Of course. But so what would it. you do? Do you think it should be Garoppolo? I mean, do you think it should be Garoppolo? Should it be Lance? You if can't you were just Kyle name Shanahan, it. Who do you name? You can't just name it Lance. It's not the same situation as Belichick in New England because Cam did nothing for for New England. There was no ties to him. Jimmy has done a lot for the 49ers. It's not you can't deny that. I just feel like Lance should have been given way more reps with the starters in the offseason. This should have been a legit competition because the whole premise was, well, Jimmy's healthy. He's good. No, he had a very shaky offseason. He looked terrible in camp, and he didn't look good against the Chargers. He looked much better against the Raiders. It should have been an open competition from the onset. You kind of hit it. Like, 
it's like you were trying to hide Trey Lance from the media, or you were trying to win some some brag, some, some like contest with your front office. Whatever it was, it wasn't for the best organization. Uh, it wasn't in the best um, interest of the organization. Interests of the organization. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yep. Nick. And, and it's, it just seems like petty. It's petty. But the thing about Kyle is. He's a little petty. He's a little petty. So anyway, like it's over with Kyle. Like just move on, accept it, and make the most out of this. Because the thing about this, Kyle, if this doesn't work out, I guarantee there's a ton of coaches that want to coach Trey Lance. A ton of Of course. Oh, absolutely. It's not like like 2017 where no one wanted to coach the Niners. If if it doesn't work out with Kyle, there would be a long, a long line. A long a huge line. Huge line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been going back and forth for so long as to who I thought the starter should be. I was so neutral the, throughout the entire draft process. Yes, were. After they drafted yes, Lance, were. very neutral, let the best man win. And then after that first preseason game, when Lance was honestly playing more freely than the other two, arguably, because that first pass we rolled out, hit Brandon Ayuk nice. where he dropped I love it. That. You know, you, you saw all nice. the ability. And then there was the, yeah. the big touchdown to Sherfield. Everyone just, oh, my God, Trey Lance is happening. It's yeah. happening. So I started to be persuaded. I started leaning towards Lance after that uh-huh. game. And the Chargers game happened. And of course, Jimmy had his bad interception. And you just know that's going to happen with him. You know it. It's, it it's inevitable. It he's going to have yep. those interceptions. Um, and then Lance, when I was watching, I was like, ah, I could see he's still raw as a passer. He's yes. not completely polished yet. He can do everything, no. but he just, it's inconsistent. It's up and down. Yes, it's up it and is. Down. Yeah, that nice two minute drive. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still kind of up in the air. And I think where I ended up being after the three preseason games is that. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to push the ball downfield like Trey Lance does, but he does sustain those long drives, which were so effective in 2019. And if you do that, you can win games. He's going to throw his interceptions, but you're going to have those long drives. And this team, they're not going to win this year because of the quarterback unless Trey Lance sets the world ablaze later on, like Colin Kaepernick did in 2012. What where what's going to carry this team is the running game and the defense, and you just need a a game manager like Alex Smith was almost in those years throughout Harbaugh up until Kaepernick took over. And I still think that if you have that type of quarterback that just can facilitate the offense, have a high percentage uh, completion percentage, excuse me, and just move the ball consistently, then you're in a good spot to be successful. And what I saw from Trey Lance is, you know, there's a lot of first and tens that go into second and ten. Whereas with Jimmy Garoppolo, you're always ahead of schedule. You're in a favorable spot with the down and distance. And those are kind of my concerns with Trey Lance. And the reason why I would start Garoppolo is because you can always go back or not go back. You can always throw in Trey Lance when he starts to struggle. Whereas I don't see it the other way around. Like if Kyle went Trey Lance, he needs to stick Trey Lance because it's over for Jimmy unless there's an injury. So I think just to keep your all doors open, all the options open, Start Garoppolo, use Lance like we saw him use in the Raiders preseason game. And then once Garoppolo shows to you that a change needs to be made, here comes Trey Lance. And that's kind of that's where I ended. I okay. think Garoppolo should be in order. And Lance let me, let me try to respond real quick because I, I I still think they should name. I, I, I think it should have been Lance all along. Mm-hmm. I think he should have been allowed to prove it. But I think it should have been Lance all along. Here's why I, th- I think in theory he gives him a better chance to win. You make a great point about the long drives. It's a great point. Problem with the long drives with Jimmy is they're difficult. They're you, they require precision. I mean, you require someone who Brady was good at it. You know, Mac Jones is good at it right now. And the thing with Jimmy is, like, the more attempts, the more you're thinking, here comes the pick. So it, it it's difficult, but it's it is effective. It does work. The thing with Trey, I mean, when he's allowed to run, 
You know what I'm saying? Like when they start calling his own read and he can keep it, it's going to look really easy, Nick. I, I just have a feeling that it's going to be explosive. I hit the, the Lance offense is going to be easier, more explosive, but mo but more importantly, easier. And what's, what will be nice about playing him early now, this is all moot because he's hurt. You got him hurt in the pocket. It's all moot. What would have been nice about playing him earlier is the first eight, nine weeks, he would have been raw. But he would have gotten valuable reps in games so that the back half of the season, he might have been winning games, running the zone read and being a raw, raw passer the first eight. But the back half, he could he could like have a he could turn a corner and you could actually compete this year and you could be the team, the first team in NFL history that wins a Super Bowl with a rookie. But now it's like I still feel that by being kind of hesitant and conservative and feeling like you got something with Jimmy, you're just kind, kind of delaying the, the development of Trey. And when I was having this mental tug of war going on, you know, Garoppolo's pulling on one side, Lance is pulling on the other side. That's the one of the yeah. strong arguments that in favor of Lance, you open up against the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it Perfect. better just to rip off the Band-Aid? And even if Trey Lance plays like a rookie, you're likely going to win those two games. You likely are, even with a couple mistakes. So when I was going back and forth, that's yeah. definitely something I weighed out a lot. Because I mean, if, like, if I he was do... a third-round pick, I get it. But he was the third well, of course. pick. It's like you should be – The third overall pick. Wanting and to, but I, I, I Kyle, so he's made it up real quick. I asked yeah, Kyle point blank in Costa Mesa. I was like, do you need to see Trey Lance with the starters to get like a fair gauge of who gives your quarterback the best chance to win? He said, no, no. And that's my issue with Kyle. He thinks he knows everything. Just watch, put it out in front of yourself and watch. And just with an open mind, you don't know everything. You can't, you know what I mean? He's yeah, so smart and he's always right. But like, dude, just let it play out. We don't even, no mm -hmm. one knows. You don't know. And like you gave Jimmy too much credit coming into this offseason. <laughs> he is one downing all of your expectations, not one upping them, one downing them. Sorry. That's all I wanted to say. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. It's looks like it's going to be Garoppolo. Lance will so. come in fairly, which I, which I don't have a huge problem with, but it's yeah, you're not going to have the same explosive offense. The Niners are in a lucky spot. And that was funny because we talked about either if the 49ers get to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, they're going to break a record regardless because no rookies right. ever won it and no quarterbacks ever won it, making what over, you this know, the number money. 14% yeah, percent of this his much team's money, cap yeah. space. Yeah, man. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Hopefully, I want to see Trey Lance week one, but at the same time, you don't want him to play too early. You want that chip finger to recover properly. Let's jump into some of these yeah. other positions going through the 49ers 53-man roster. So they kept five running backs, including Kyle Juszczyk, Mostert, Sermon, Mitchell, Hasty. There, This was one of the more controversial positions because yeah. of Wayne Gallman and Jermichael Hasty. How do you feel about the team keeping Hasty over Gallman? Should they have kept Gallman in addition to Hasty? Yeah. Where was where was your thought process there? It was right. It was the right call to take Hasty over Gallman, but I would have kept mm -hmm. Gallman too. I think the way I look at the 53 man roster, I've never been on a team before, but I think what makes the most sense is like, I think teams are too, they care too much about numbers and positions. Like, you should be keeping all your best players, all of them. Agreed. Agreed. And figuring it out because I feel like a lot of times, the guys that like, well, we need a third tight end or we need an eighth offensive lineman, like, you could get them on the practice squad. No one wants Tom Compton. <laughs> no one wants Charlie. <laughs> like, like there's like four or five players on this 53 man roster that I feel like no one wants, but there were guys, the Niners cut that like four guys, the Niners cut that people definitely wanted. And it's just yep. feel like, that's always, 
you just helped these teams and got nothing in, in return. So Wayne Gallman goes to the Falcons. You just hooked the Falcons up. That was nice. They, they did I mean, hook they the Falcons you, up. Like they should send you like a, a care package or something, you know, like yep. Simba Webster. He could have been helpful. You don't have a punt returner uh, unless you're was stepping up. Yeah. Like uh, Justin Hilliard led your team in tackles in the preseason. Now he's on the Giants. Sorry, Dante Pettis. He took your job. Uh, <laughs> and there was one more guy. Um, oh, Dakota Shepley, young Dakota offensive lineman. Seattle. Goes to Seattle while the Niners hold on to Tom Compton. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. I don't know mm -hmm. if these things will really affect wins and losses this year, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It's like, you should want, uh, that's the way I look at it. You should want these yeah. Uh, the way that I saw it, just looking at the general 53-man roster, and by the way, I released – I cheated a little bit because I held off to the last minute. I got 51 out of the 53 Damn. projections correct. 51 out of 53. Spats. But, again, that was after the Jonas Griffith trade, so just me being honest and upfront here. I had Jonas Griffith before I put pen to paper. I had Jonas Griffith making the team. He got well, they should have the kept Bears. Jonas Griffith in my opinion. I, I, I'm a you, – you know, I interviewed him. Because of the SI. Well, what did they keep Demetrius Flanagan Foles? What have they seen uh, from Demetrius Flanagan Foles that they stick with him? I, I thought uh, Griffith was someone they could turn into a yeah, starter. A, a higher ceiling, too, just because, yeah. you know, whenever you have those small school guys. But that. he was huge. He was a big dude, and he had blazing like speed. But we'll, we'll hop back into linebackers, but I want to finish on the offense. Uh, we left off a running back. Jermichael Hasey oh. had a strong preseason. I just don't even know how you could have cut that guy like there should have been more outrage i was surprised how much outrage there was over cutting gallman going through scrolling through twitter all the 49er fans upset about gallman it's like hasty he led the um nfc in preseason rushing and uh rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and just the simple eye test hasty offers so much more than gallman and this was kind of a theme with the 53-man roster i thought that they played the upside with a lot of the decisions that they made, keeping guys oh, like yeah. Jalen Hurd opposed to Travis Benjamin. So I like that because you know what you're getting from Travis Benjamin. I mean, he's bounced around the NFL. He didn't even play last year because he um, opted out of the season. Not that anything's wrong with that, but you just know what you're getting. And there's not a lot to be excited about regarding Travis Benjamin. Looking at the receivers, they kept Jennings and Hurd. What a, that's the big one, Jalen Hurd. Do you mm. feel like he's deserving of it? No. No, I, I, he. It's something, something about him that bugs me. Um, I, I don't know what to call it, but it's like he comes to camp and does nothing. He has one day, like he, you know what? He played at the open practice. He does nothing, plays at the open practice instead of in front of twenty thousand people, does nothing, comes back for the last week. Slides in at the deadline, has one <laughs> preseason game, makes the team, and now he's back to not practicing. What is that? Because to me, it kind of looks like you don't want to play, but you want to make the team and, and make money. That's what it looks like. It's like you do the bare minimum. That's because almost Dante you know, Pettis like a little Pettis like yeah, almost. I know, but mm -hmm. they won't. They were all tough on Pettis. But they give Jalen Hurd the benefit of every freaking doubt when he's done nothing. And it's like, oh, you're back to not practicing. Oh, what a freaking surprise. I'm not, I, I don't know what to make of it, but he's never, ever given off any type of vibe that he's dying to play. I'll tell you what to make of it. And it's something that you already touched on earlier. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle yeah. Shanahan, he's right. It's ego. Him refusing to admit that he's wrong. Looking yeah. at Jalen Hurd, I mean, that's his third third round pick yeah. in 2019 
or Big yeah, 2009, 2019. And oh, Terry yeah. McLaurin was still on the board, if I remember correctly. That's right. It's him trying to say, let me show you what I saw in this I was guy. Right. And I was right. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I was right. End of story. That's, yeah. That's definitely what it has to be. It's like, what else is the reason to keep Jalen Hurd on the roster? Um, you know what I, bugged me about this? Someone said, like, why? And he was like, well, I know he's one of our six best receivers. Yeah. How? He's never played a game. How? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say that about, like, Jaquaski Tart or someone, or D-, D. Ford. Dude, the guy's never played a game. Stop. Yeah. But, again, going back to my point about playing the upside, I am happy that they kept him over Travis Benjamin. I in the, R- River Craycraft, all those other receivers that they cut, I'm happy that they did end up with her because it – Again, everyone holds on to that one preseason game against the Cowboys where he had his two touchdowns look like a monster. Uh, Jawan Jennings is a guy that I'm excited about. He had a strong camp. How do you feel he about did. Jawan Jennings? He looked better than Hurd. Uh, the thing was, I wonder if they could have put him on the practice squad, but whatever. He's on the team. I wonder if he'll have a – he seems like he kind of fits into the offense. I, he actually seems a little bit more explosive than Hurd. Hurd seems slow. But if, like, if you want another wide receiver who can, like, run screens and get yards after the catch and break tackles. He fits into that mold. Yeah. Don't I'm a Juwan Jennings fan. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Jennings makes the team. He didn't play it all last year. So you have two receivers there. Three, really, if you're including Sherfield, who didn't do a lot as a receiver in Arizona, the 49ers, I thought they signed him to primarily be a special teams player because he was a standout special teams player with the Cardinals. But you're looking at three guys who you really don't know what you're getting. And if Sherfield pans out, the receiver room could look good. Looking at tight ends, right. George Kittle, Ross Dwelly, Charlie Warner, they cut Michael Pruitt, who was a surprise cut, I guess, because of the signing bonus or whatever cash was owed to him was pretty high. And Jordan Matthews back on the practice squad. Any surprises there? Not really. I mean, I think the issue to me is that, like, I love Dwelly. And Kittle's terrific. Um Dwelly can do a lot of stuff if Kittle were to go down, which he's gone down a few times. Dwelly's a, a sneaky good receiver. Like he's the kind of I feel like he's like a starting caliber receiving tight end. But the drop off from Kittle to Dwelly is as a I mean Kittle's by far the best blocking tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my opinion. And you just he's it's a run first team. They don't have any type of like like Werner is nothing. I'm sorry, Charlie, but I, I've just never seen anything from him. <laughs> And I, I think that tight end is a very crucial part of the running game and the run blocking scheme. So Kittle needs to stay healthy and block his ass off, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. right there with you. No surprises for me either. Michael Pruitt ended back up on the Tennessee Titans practice squad. And Jordan Matthews back on the 49ers practice squad as he converts from wide receiver to tight end. Offensive line. The surprise cut had to be – they cut Brendel, Jake Brendel, Brendel, Brendel. Brendel, but he's back. He's back. But he's back. He's back. And that was one of the guys I had him making it over Tom Compton. We're going to talk about Tom freaking Compton. (laughs) How is he on the roster? But it's just crazy to me that they kept Compton over Brendel initially. And then, you know, the one one that got away is Dakota Shepley. Yep. Going to Seattle on the Seahawks practice, active roster, practice squad. He's on their active roster. They, They claimed him. And like, I'm trying to figure. So, okay. So, he uh, was on the Niners last year. He was with the Jets, the Saskatchewan exactly. Rough Riders. He's, I, I don't know, I guess people thought he was good. <laughs> he was uh, from, he's Canadian. He was in the CFL. He was a first-round pick in the CFL. And he came over here, and I don't know, I just, 
we'll see what he does. But uh, Tom Compton, I mean, the guy's like 30. He's <laughs> terrible. And uh yeah. seemed like they just, I mean, they should have known that there was a market for Shepley because there's no market for Compton. Here's, I'm not, the way I look at it is like, they didn't have to choose one over the other. If they had kept Shepley on the, on the active roster, yeah, they, no one would want Compton. No one you wants could sign Tom him to your practice Compton. squad. No one wants Compton. You could sign him to your practice squad. You could have both of them right now. That's and the problem. I have a little tidbit for you. Colton McKivitz, the shortest, second shortest 49er to go from drafted to cut. So they must have been really disappointed from Colton McKivitz because we know that they like keeping their Who guys. Else? If they Tim if Harris, they draft you, Joe Williams. Joe Williams. Well, when you factor in Joe Williams was on IR his rookie year, he actually yeah. got cut before I mean, Joe Williams ended up getting cut. Reuben yeah. Foster, he also beat out Reuben Foster for getting cut by the time you get drafted to um, by the time that you're cut. So Colton McKivitt, something must have been going on there. It was Pita T. Remember Pita T? Tala, um, the guy that they drafted from Utah that had the long last name. Who's the edge rusher? Pina Toma got, Puna. Pina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got here's the thing. Hold on. Here's the thing that happened with the, the Niners. Remember the Niners? They drafted Kinlaw and McKivitz. Yep. Bad picks. I'm sorry. They drafted these two guys because they had like four good days at the senior bowl. The mm -hmm. thing was they had success the year before with Debo getting Debo because yep. they coached the senior mm -hmm. bowl. They were there. In 2020, they were not there. And they were just like, well, we had good, we were good with that. So let's just and and I guess Kinlaw had a great week and McKibbitts looked good. I think they keep they keep doing that. Drafting these senior bowl warriors. Jalen Moore. Jalen anyway. Moore. Yeah. What was going to be actually my next question? So great segue there. Jalen Moore had a stronger camp than Aaron Banks, did he not? Absolutely. Yep. No question. And they should consider Jaylen moving more to right guard. Fifth round pick was Moore and Aaron Banks, the second round pick who got hurt. And then the offensive line most likely will be better than last year. You got Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, Alex Mack, Brunskill. There wasn't really a right guard battle. Well, he beat out Banks because you the pug, I'm a big plug and pay uh plug and play guy where if you draft mm -hmm. the guard in the second round, that should be your starting guard. It really should be. So Brunskill beat him That's out. That's right. Banks because if you think like the Niners were trying to improve their offensive line and it was supposed to be Mack and Banks, but it's just mm -hmm. Mack. And so Max very important. He's the because if he doesn't pan out, then it's the same offensive line as last season. Yeah, flipping things over to the defensive side of the ball, looking at the defensive line. And when you were talking about just keeping your best players, I'm very happy that the 49ers did this on the defensive line. They kept all their good players. Uh, they initially kept 11 guys, but then Mo Hurst went on IR, and I forget who his specific spot went to, but. You kept, obviously, Bosa, Ford, Armstead, Kinlaw, Jones, Abukam, Arden Key, Contavious Street, Kevin Givens, Zach Kerr. Zach Kerr was a fringe guy. He was, like, in that 9-10 range where maybe he was cut if the 49ers opted to keep just 10 initial defensive linemen before Hurst went on IR. I'm happy they kept all those guys because it's going to be the driving force of the defense. Yeah, Kevin Givens, too. Arden Key, uh, in a few weeks, they'll get Jordan Willis back. Uh, that's a really good defensive line. I mean, it's like to the point where Nick Bosa might be the best player on the team or up there. Yeah. Uh, and last year losing him really hurt. But let's say they lose him again. They still have D Ford, Samson Ebukam, Arden Key, Jordan Willis coming back. Like they have depth at defensive end. Honestly, it's by, it's the deep like the two deepest positions on the team: defensive defensive line and running back. And then after that, tight end, quarterback. Yeah. 
the defensive line is going to be nasty. I mean, the, the depth there is crazy. You could keep these guys so fresh, and the fall off in play is not going to be that crazy, especially on the interior. They're loaded on the interior, the defensive line. Whereas if you lose a guy like Bosa, of course, the fall off there is a little, a lot steeper than it would be if it's the interior of the defensive line, like a guy like Kinlaw or Armstead. True. The one thing I want to say about the interior is while it's loaded with depth, they still don't have that DeForest Buckner that they used yeah. to have. Yeah. Like, and he, <sighs> he made that defense historic because he was a hell of a pass so rusher. He was really so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just drives me crazy that there's still people to yeah. this day that try to fight that it was the right decision. It's mm. we're on agreement there. It was yeah. it was not and even Armstead just you know, he he's getting what eleven mil, twelve mil this season that jumps up to in the twenties yeah. next year. It's you That's can't right. pay Eric Armstead twenty million dollars. No, um, it kind of offsets he, like the the bargain you're getting from Trey Lance, if in my opinion. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. It does. It, it definitely does. all adds up. Jordan Willis suspended, so he's not on your initial 53-man roster. They cut Alex Barrett. He made it back to the practice squad. He had a couple sacks this preseason. I'm a, I'm a Barrett fan. I think he's a, a good guy. Now, you're going to have to refresh my memory here. What happened with Darian Daniels? Did he make his way back to practice the practice squad? squad? Practice he's squad, yeah. practice squad. And he's a guy yeah. that I liked a lot. Other too. guys, yeah. All, most yeah, of them. The majority. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Hill. All their defensive linemen. All their defensive linemen. All, all, yeah. Out of their defensive linemen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which was yeah. surprising because I thought there'd be a lot of teams knowing the depth on the 49ers trying to claim these guys. Like, they messed whoa. up. Yeah, yeah, they did mess up. I yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, looking at the linebackers, you got Warner, Greenlaw, Al Shire. I was kind of surprised that Al Shire was such a lock throughout this whole process. Me too. Like, what has he done? He had that unbelievable interception where he plucked the ball like an inch above the ground during Sunday night football against the Eagles last year. It was mm. a tip pass. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I was surprised that everybody considered him a lock for the most part. I was like, what has he done? What has and he, he done hurt to be a lock? Camp too. I, yeah. Honestly, other than Greenlaw and Warner, I'm not, I'll show you uh, Flanagan Foles and Marcel Foles, Harris. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, they should have been happy that Jonas Griffith and uh, Justin Hilliard stepped up and they should have yeah. embraced him but i guess they feel like they're committed to developing the other three who've been on the team i longer. guess i, I guess so so hilliard got claimed by the giants giants the giants and i do think it's pretty impressive that jonas griffith hasn't even played an nfl snap in the four niners were able to get a sixth round pick for an undrafted free agent so that's that is pretty yeah that is, that's my dog jonas yeah. griffith wow. i was going for him to make this team so bad like, how did you boost your stock that quickly yeah i Oh, yeah, man, that, that might amazing. be one. Even if he's like a phenomenal special teams player, like that's going to be a tough one for the 49ers to swallow, I think, because I do think his ceiling is so much higher than Flanagan Foles and yeah. Al Shire. Mm -hmm. So they, they might have messed that one up, but those are the five 49er linebackers. Marcel Harris, he made the transition from safety to linebacker successfully. He made the team. and I like Harris. I do. He forces a lot of fumbles. He's a hard hitter. He's good in run support. He, let, he leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, he is. As in coverage, which is why you can get him with play action fake, in my opinion. Yeah, no, definitely. yeah, you can get him. You can yeah, get him. He's, he's the guy he's that's biting. He's like, oh, him. where's who is? Oh, it's supposed to be Marcel. <laughs> Marcel, oh, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him. Uh, cornerback Verrett, Mosley, Williams, Ambry Thomas, Diamador Lenore, and Scary the return position. of the inevitable Scary position, Mr. Dante See, me, Johnson. Everyone's talking about the quarterback over here. It's like, hey, talk about this. Quarterback is legitimately a very deep position for the 49ers. They're spending yeah. $32 million on this spot. They're, they're okay at quarterback. Cornerback is a whole mm -hmm. different thing. Like, 
they're they have some good people there, but if Jason Verrett gets hurt, God, I, my question is, can the Niners win? How many teams can the Niners beat if they don't have Jason Verrett? That's I don't know. Scary. The only Thank the only Jason. way they survive is if the pass rush is just on another level. That's exactly. the only way they're going to be able to survive. They'll yep. be able to survive a a Verrett or Mosley injury if that defensive line is just That's full true. force, full throttle humming. Um, and this was one of the guys that I got wrong. So there was a couple picks I talked about getting 51 of the 53. Um, I did not have, well, I did have Dante Johnson. I take that back. It was ha ha Clinton Dix who didn't make the team, but Dante Johnson did not initially make the team. They gave it to Devonte Harris. Weird. Devonte, totally weird. Weird. Did he get signed like a week, a week and a half ago. It's like, Oh, Devonte yeah, Harris was on hurt the team. and they put him on IR. I don't get it. Yep. So uh, Tom Compton was the other one. Tom Compton and uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Well, Tavon, uh, Tavon Wilson, excuse me. Tavon Wilson, one of the safeties that made it. Those were the two guys I didn't have. I went a little bold there as we jump over to safeties with Ward, Tart, Wilson, and Hufanga. Hufanga? Hufanga. 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 That's why I said it right yes. the first time. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I went a little bold putting Ha Ha Clinton Dix in the, into that safety spot uh after wilson he had a strong camp right when tart was out he was running with the first team yeah he was um sometimes they do that in in like i feel like they're always re reluctant to start a rookie fifth round pick in training camp like you just you don't do that it's a militaristic mindset and he hasn't earned it but um he's a better player than Tavon wilson uh i do think the, the most important thing at safety though is that chikwaski tart is back yeah because how big is that yeah, it's really big because people, people don't think about Tart as being – he's not like a playmaker. He's not getting the ball or making a ton of tackles. But in coverage, he's just – first of all, he's super athletic. He mm -hmm. can he, he can actually cover man-to-man. -man, and in zone, he's in the right spot. So yep. what, I, what I like to say is in, in training camp, they do one-on-one -on -one, – well, in, all year they do one-on-one -on -one drills, pass coverage. All the safeties are, are covering tight ends. Except for Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart, they're coming wide receivers. They're with the corners, yeah. because I mean, you know, if they're going against Kittle, it's a real challenge. But otherwise, and Dwelly too. Dwelly's a good player. I'm just saying. But otherwise, I mean, it's like a waste of time. And like they're more challenged going against wide receivers. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Hafunga isn't exactly like that. You know, he's getting worked by Charlie Warner because man-to-man -man coverage isn't exactly his thing. He's good at everything yeah. else. You know, so. Tart's return is huge and huge. Only thing huge. is, how long is he gonna? Because he's like the most yeah, injury prone player on the team. Yeah, not Garoppolo. Tart. Yeah, throughout his whole career, I mean, he's consistently yeah. missed like six, seven, eight games almost every single year of his career. I think was it 2019? He was able to stay healthy the majority of the season. No, every year, <laughs> every, every year, he every like eight games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's year. right, because they lost him yeah. down the stretch of 2019 when they were having uh, Marcel Harris, and he goes getting torched. Yeah, he's by like a guaranteed eight games. So, yeah, he's like yeah. a guaranteed eight games. Yeah. Um, but the one thing with uh, Ward and Tart, and you know, this uh, around this time last year, before Jimmy Ward became every single fan's favorite player after your interview and just won the hearts over so many people yeah. after the things that he said. Um. Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart, they're so sound. Like, it's safe and sound with them. Right. They don't give up the big plays. They're not the Which flashy safeties like some of the other guys in the league. But really, it's like a, it's a – Because real quick, how many how many offenses can execute without the big play? Yeah. It's a good you point. need Tom Brady. You like, yep. It's hard. You it's need hard. the big play. The, the Cardinals are all about the big play. The Seahawks yep. are all about the big play. You know, like, 
if if that's really that's a really valuable thing that those safeties provide. Uh-huh. Safe and sound. Yeah. Like if your safeties yeah. are safe and sound and not giving up those 40, 50 yard bombs downfield, you're in a you're in a good spot. Yeah. You're in a great spot. Absolutely yeah. in a great spot. Yeah. Um, which again, I've been critical of Ward and Tart for that matter, not being able to generate a lot of turnovers, but they do so many other things well that it really does weigh it out. It's it's bound definitely and they're so guys. much better than their backups that they're very important. Yep. Uh, special teams, as expected, Robbie Gold, uh, Mitch Wisnowski, and Tabor Pepper. <laughs> Robbie Gold had a little scary – he had the yips a little bit this preseason, huh? I I don't know what's up with Robbie Gold, but I see him at practice, and he never does anything. He's always sitting there with a the big smile on his face like, man, I'm about to retire <laughs> from this game with $50 million, and they're going to put me in the Hall of Fame. Do you think Robbie Gold's a Hall of Famer? I'm I'm sure he is for as long as he's kicked. Um, what? Yeah, he had one Super Bowl appearance. Was he on that? I'm sure he was on that Bears. His team stats are terrific. I think his yeah. his like his accuracy percentage is historically good. Only uh-huh. thing is like he doesn't have the big the big game resume. The big game resume, which I think yeah. is kind of arbitrary, but you yeah. can argue that he's a player that he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been one of the more successful just for how long he's done it too. You gotta yeah. think he weighs out. All right, one final question before we wrap things up. Who the biggest storyline this offseason through the camp, through preseason, who does the biggest storyline award go to? What do you think is the the biggest development in Santa Clara? Oh my God. Nick, it's Trey Lance. Like this whole Trey Lance. Ever since they traded up to number three, like the Niners have been, I in my opinion, like the the center of the NFL. And it's because of this kid. I mean, nothing against anyone else. And I think part of what's going on in the locker room is that it's kind of tough for people like Bosa and Kittle and Trent Williams to be like, hey, yo, this kid hasn't played a a down and he's more famous than us. He's getting everything. Yeah, he's 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 more famous. It's all every question. It's all about Trey. Hey, that's the way it goes. So just I mean, just think about how all the media discussion that he has single handedly fueled over the last it's yeah. unbelievable like he's been and you could argue that the best him. rookie on the team right now is like diamador lenore but it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's all about trey lance That's just it's all about trey lance yeah. which it has to yeah. be when you make a move like that that's right um i'm gonna go a different route here and yeah. you know ever since i went to that uh one practice early august he caught my eye right away d ford i think and just really oh that's a great answer defense. yeah great yeah answer. especially like right yeah. away because we're not yeah. we're not, we don't know when we're gonna see trey lance if d ford plays week one everybody thought this guy was gonna retire at some point yep. over the last you know eight to 12 months and here he is looking really good in camp he didn't play a single preseason snap so you pause a little bit but if he's just able to get onto the field week one and he's able yeah. to do anything even if he's just good for 10 to 12 pass rushing snaps per game you take that you take that hell so yeah just, hell, that's oh, i'm gonna say something else i'm gonna say something yep. else if he's good <laughs> if he's 2018 kansas city chiefs good and nick bosa's like himself ooh, this team could win the super bowl no matter who oh, the quarterback yeah, is no yeah, matter who no, the quarterback I'm, is i'm yeah. with you if yeah. this there's a couple Ooh. things that I think could happen for this defensive line, this pass rush to be better than 2019. Bose has got to recover from that ACL injury and be the same player. That has to happen. Kinlaw's got to give you something. Kin, yeah, that was my next one. Kinlaw's got to step it up and he has to have big strides. I've been yeah. he's left a lot to be desired as a number one draft pick going 14th overall and just being associated in the DeForest <laughs> Buckner trade. 
And yeah. Samson Abukam, if he can Oof. just break out in this new role as a pass rusher, because he was an outside lamp, uh, stand up outside linebacker really with the Rams. Like I really yeah. like. Him. Well, I, I wrote thing. that article. Here's my thing. So much about pass rush is getting the stationary pocket quarterback. But yeah. now there are mobile quarterbacks and they're more mm-hmm. prevalent. And if you just rush with like reckless abandon, you're playing into their hands because you're giving up lanes to get outside the pocket. Ebucom specializes. He's like, he'll bull rush. He'll be disciplined. And as soon as you try to leave the pocket on his side, he will get you. He runs a four five. That guy is the exact, I mean, he's not a super pass rusher, but he's exactly the kind of guy you want rushing Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. He's really valuable. And I wrote that article after the signing. I was underwhelmed by the Samson Abukum signing early on because, of course, the uh, need of getting another speed rusher. And that's something I've been pounding the table for for so long. Even before Mrs. Time, I wanted Marcus Golden to be signed so badly. But this is what I want to bring up. Samson Abukum in comparison to Shaq Barrett's there physique their physical Ooh. traits they're both 6'1 Abukam's a little taller closer to 6'2 Shaq Barrett closer to 6'1 they're both in the 240 250 range they have the long arms both 32 and a half inches the 40 yard dash Abukam ran a 4.45 40 yard dash that's he's wild. stronger than Barrett 24 bench press reps at his pro day to 16 his vertical jump 39 inches to Shaq Barrett's 29 inches in the broad jump of 10 feet 10 inches to nine five inches it's like abukam's a freak athlete he's a freak athlete that's so explosive if he can break out in that pass rushing role remember shaq barrett was behind great pass rushers when he was with the broncos but it wasn't until he signed with the bucks and he was making like a couple million dollars his first year before he signed that big contract so i'd monitor just the the freak ability to have that sort of explosion the explosiveness and the ability to bend i mean this guy is so gifted physically I'm so interested to see how he is as a pass rusher. Same. Can't wait. And that concludes our episode just like that. Thank you for tuning in to the Faithful Fanatic Podcast. And Grant, pleasure as always. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for having me. This was great.